You're listening to the Gov Future Podcast, highlighting discussions and insights around innovative technology impacting the public sector. Hear from experts working with and inside the government on ways that technology is shaping the future of the public sector. On this episode, we speak with David Kelly, Director, National Business Investment at Fairfax County Economic Development Authority, FCEDA. He'll provide insights into the role that the private sector plays in driving innovation and transformation in the government, and how startups and established companies can tap into emerging technology opportunities with the government, as well as ways the FCEDA fosters collaboration between startups and government agencies. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Gov Future Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ron Schmelzer. And you know, thanks again for all of you who've been reaching out to us about some of the uh, interviews we've been having. We've had quite a few uh, on, of course, government innovators doing great things, whether they're federal, state, local, international even. And we have a lot more queued up for you. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the Gov Future podcast. Uh, we have a lot of interviews with not only folks who are working in and inside the government and doing in cool, innovative things, but those working with as part of the whole ecosystem of government innovators, because it takes a community, right? It takes a village, I guess. This is a big global village. So, um, and if you're new to the Gut Future podcast, again, welcome. Uh, you know, we're going strong. We're cranking along here. We got so many episodes recorded, and it's really all about giving insights into what's happening in the in in government and public sector and tra- and the use of transformative technology and of course conversations on key topics that help our listeners you and our gov future members learn the latest innovations best practices and stay ahead of innovation in the public sector Exactly. So if you're not familiar with our GovFuture community, GovFuture is the fastest growing community of government innovators. You can learn more at GovFuture.com. I encourage you to check it out if you're not a member. There's a lot of great opportunity there, and we'd love to get you involved. And on this podcast, as Ron mentioned, we really want to highlight those thought leaders in the public sector and you know, bring it to our listeners, everything that's going on, because there is a lot going on. So for today's podcast, we're so excited to have with us here today, David Kelly, who is Director, National Business Investment at Fairfax County Economic Development Authority, FCEDA. Welcome, and thanks so much for joining our podcast. Thank you, Kathleen, and thank you, Ron, for having me today. I look forward to our conversation. We do too. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at FCEDA. Uh, Thank you. Yes, uh, my current role, I've been at the FCEDA for 13 years now uh, on the NBI team, the National Business Investment Team. And we are focused on companies that are based in the U.S., headquartered in the U.S., and hopefully have uh, offices here in Fairfax County. Uh, We enjoy retaining those companies. And that's really our main goal is to retain those companies. We also have an office in California and we cover the West Coast through that office. And we also do a lot of traveling as well. But we are are focused on several different areas, uh, emerging technologies, venture and life science, finance, insurance and real estate, social media and telecom, software, hardware, data and cloud, government contracting and IT. And one thing I like about the EDA, it's never the same. Uh, We love our work here at the EDA. We focus on helping companies and helping people. We also are focused on helping people find jobs as well. So we have a great talent initiative 
And we're really uh, making sure that that happens. And one of the things with regard to that within the EDA community is we're one of the only ones that have this and we are proud of it and we are doing career fairs um, several every month and it, it is fantastic. And now my background, just so you know a little bit more about me, um, I started my career in the standard missile office. I was a database manager. So managing uh, where all the standard missile components were in, in uh, around the world and mostly in the US. And then I uh, switched and went to the Corporation for Open Systems International. And there we were a standards-based organization, really focused on OSI, ISDN. And the federal government had a lot to do with our work. Uh, they were very focused in interoperability and building systems that communicated with each other, uh, hardware, software, video conferencing, and the internet. And we worked closely with NIST and those boards, uh, those standards bodies. Uh, video conferencing was huge. We did uh, the H320 series of standards. We developed test systems for that uh, and helped uh, in, in that regard to have interoperable uh, communication between uh, companies because before that they were not. And so you, when you bought one particular piece of equipment, you had to only buy that particular piece of equipment. So we really focused on, on helping that. I went on after that to uh, working for companies selling video conferencing and then off to Akamai Technologies and Biz News 24. But most of my uh, life was in sales, uh, providing solutions to the federal government uh, with small companies and larger firms as well before joining the EDA in 2010. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners, that'll resonate <laughs> with them. Some of, a lot of the technologies you're talking about spans quite a bit. And it's kind of interesting because you're all, all of you podcast listeners, you're hearing this over audio, but we're actually recording this over Zoom because this is uh, a good good technology. And talk about how far video conferencing has gone <laughs> since the 80s and 90s. Oh, and yes, it's this is it, it's a miracle. <laughs> and Zoom actually, you know, during the pandemic, it really was a way for communication. And it was fantastic because, as you said, we could be in meetings. I could be in a meeting in Springfield. Five minutes later, I'm in McLean. Another, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm in Reston without leaving my house. So, yes. Yeah. So, so there you go. Technology evolves. It's actually it's a nice little segue here because, uh, you know, we we talked a lot about government, but like a lot of the things we're talking about here are facilitated by, of course, you know, all the innovation that happens in the tech ecosystem across all the organizations. So let's talk a little bit about the private sector because a lot of our focus is on public sector. And maybe you could talk a little about about the role of the private sector and 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 the relationship, you know, the the dance that's played, you know, between public sector, which are you know taxpayer money and you know public funds, and you know private companies, which of course have investors and shareholders and all that sort of stuff, and of course customers, right? That makes all this kind of go around. Oh yes, no, the private sector uh, is fantastic. It identifies and develops new technologies and processes that can be used by the government to enhance operation. Uh, the government is always looking for solutions, uh, especially innovative solutions, and serves as an influencer, promoter, uh, and financial supporter in developing new technologies. An example of this uh, is we wouldn't have the internet today if it wasn't for DARPA. And that's a fantastic illustration of what can be done. Uh, I've heard Vince Cerf speak many times, and he's fantastic. Uh, and, uh, you know, he he helped create that but it was through the federal government and private sector. Uh, interoperability between systems that I mentioned earlier, you know, with video conferencing is another uh, key component to this. 
The Sprace program is another. Cloud computing, to mention a few of the innovation and transformation that the government has been a leader in the private sector. In Fairfax County, for example, we have worked in tandem with private sector to develop autonomous vehicle uh, services, AI and software applications, and sustainability, how to reduce our carbon footprint, which is extremely important at this time. Fairfax County has created an environment that supports technology, innovation, and creativity. Our companies are reinventing the worlds of IT, software, aerospace, and defense, financed through breakthroughs in fields such as AI, data analytics, autonomous vehicles, mobile communications, cybersecurity, and health IT. Other areas where companies are active in are fusion energy, hydroponic gardening, and robotic process automation. Fairfax County Emerging Technology Sats, just some of the stats that we have here. Last year in FY 2022, we had over a billion dollars of capital investment in Fairfax County to companies uh, small with innovative ideas. Uh, 3.8 billion in federal contract R&D awards were also awarded in F uh, FY 2022. And we have over 85 federal labs in the area. Some of the areas that our government contractors are active are computer systems design, military technology development, healthcare, health IT, first responder technologies, and a lot of others as well. We have research institutions in the greater Washington area. And as I said, there are over 85 labs, federal labs. And I just wanna give some examples of those federal labs. Institute for Defense Analysis, Center for Communications and Computing, Systems and Analyst Center, Noblis, RAND Corporation, the Aerospace Corporation, MITRE, Center for Advanced Aviation System Development, Center for Enterprise Modernization, CMS and Analysts to Modernization Healthcare, Homeland Security Systems, Engineering and Development Institute, National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence, and National Security Engineering Center. And some of the industry expertise that we have here in Fairfax County are uh, additive manufacturing, 3D, 3D printing, artif artificial intelligence, augmented reality. All righty. Well, perfect. You know, and one thing that's great about GovFuture is that it really is an international community. So some of our folks, you know, a lot of our listeners and, and members in our community are local to this D.C. region, but some aren't. So maybe for our listeners, can you just explain a little bit about Fairfax County, like where it physically is located? Now, that's a great question. Thank you. Yes, yeah. we're about 16 miles from uh, Washington, D.C. as a county. Uh, there's Arlington between us and uh, Washington, D.C., so we are centrally located. It's actually a fairly large county. Uh, we have several uh, areas that we focus on as far as larger areas. Tyson's Corner, uh, Reston, Herndon area, Chantilly, uh, Springfield, uh, Alexandria areas, Falls Church, uh, Bailey's Crossroads. These are all areas that are um, fantastic for companies to be in. Uh, and where innovation does take place. Uh, and so that's great um, as far as that goes. Um, and there are um, several companies, several things that companies can do to tap in to opportunities with regard to government in the private sector in this area. So there are some things I'm, I'm going to highlight. So there's the federal government's small business innovative uh, research program, 
And I'll go into that. I'll go into each one of these. The targeted agency innovation program labs, challenges and prizes, large prime contractors, unsolicited proposals, and industry organizations such as nonprofits. So small business innovative research program, the mission of the SBIR program is to support technological innovation through investment of federal research funds in critical American R&D uh, opportunities. And there are 12 agencies that participate in this SBIR program, and I'd like to highlight those 12. The SBA, USDA, Commerce, Defense, Education, Energy, Health and Human Services, Homeland Security, Transportation, Environmental Protection Agency, NASA, and NSF. And we've had several companies, uh, more than several companies, win successful uh, SBIR awards. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think for, for those that are sort of in this D.C. region, they, we kind of know that it's like, you know, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Sometimes we call it DMV, right? So it's, yes. it's a combination, right? Yep. People don't realize that a lot when people think of a lot of the technology companies at D.C., a lot of them are, are headquartered actually, honestly, in Virginia. A lot of them are mostly in northern Virginia. There's a there's a huge base of companies there. And there's, there's a different base of companies in, in Maryland. It all, all d depends on sort of their centricity, right? right. You know, a lot of, def of course, the Pentagon is in Virginia. So a lot of defense happens around here. People just tend to aggregate. You know, I think that's really interesting because if you think of Silicon Valley, for example, the other sort of regionality, well, if I said Cupertino or I said, you know, Mountain View or Redwood, you, if you live there, you you maybe those names are familiar to you if you're familiar with the region. But otherwise, you'd be like, I don't know, Mountain, what is this, Mountain View, Cupertino? Yeah. I think these, this, that's the valley. That's Silicon Valley. Right. And, and I think geographically, uh, the size of Silicon Valley is actually larger longer than the uh, distance between, I think, like Columbia, Maryland and Northern Virginia. So actually, there's a lot more compactness to this region. People don't realize how much stuff there really is packed into this tight area that is uh, uh, the, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia region, and especially Fairfax County, which is why you're here, you know, because of, of how much tech, not only technology capability there is, but also this interaction between government and private sectors. So let's talk a little bit about that. So your job here is to, you're the glue, you're you're the magnet, you're the uh, tractor that basically tries to foster collaboration, uh, and especially since you're here in in this area with all this activity happening. So talk a little about some of the ways in which FCEDA is doing that fostering collaboration. What if you're a startup? What hey, what if you're listening to this podcast and you're a startup in Fairfax County? You know, how, or maybe you're not in Fairfax County, but you want to be in Fairfax County. Like maybe talk a little bit about. What what you do to to bring all these pieces together? Oh yes, no, um, yeah, we do quite a few different things. One, the first thing that comes to mind is our entrepreneurship one hundred and one. So that's where we the startups can go; they can attend this. This happens once every other month. Uh, Karen Small from our organization does a fantastic job with that, um, and it's really uh, could be a company that's just starting out, or it could be a company that's a couple years old. But it gives them. Uh, many many different things that they can do to to uh to enhance their businesses in in the area and there are several things that we focus on with regard to that one is uh we can send them to act iac is is one organization uh that we work very closely with um it's the american council for technology and industry advisory council it's where government cios come and explain what they're doing with government contractors that are members of that organization and also with the Department of Defense. 
I do want to read sort of their description because I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's established to improve government through the effective and innovative application of technology. Act IAC provides an objective, trusted, and ethical forum where government and industry executives can communicate, collaborate, and learn. Act IAC is premier public-private partnership in the government technology community and has been called the Switzerland of the government IT community. I think that's just fantastic because uh, the government comes in, government agencies come in, and they're asking for solutions to issues that they have or problems that they have. And you have companies that are sitting there trying to create that and develop that innovation. And so that's one area that we focus on uh, to get uh, companies to go to. Also, AFSIA International, uh, the Air Force uh, Communication Electronics Association is headquartered here. They have generals, admirals, they have senior level people come in and talk about their challenges and what their challenges are. And we have the government contractors here that are going to help them. And so they bring, I've been to several of their meetings and they bring issues that they have that they're trying to, to, um, to overcome. And the contractors uh, actually uh, come up with solutions and ideas for them. And I would like to read their description as well. FC International established in 1946 is a nonprofit organization serving its members by providing a forum for the ethical exchange of information and dedicated to increasing knowledge through the exploration of issues relevant to its members in information technology communications and electronics for the defense, homeland security, and intelligence community. So we really see where there's that synergy working together and trying to get things done. The other thing we do is um, we also work with small minority-owned diverse companies and startups, which are the bedrock of this country and this region when it comes to innovation. Uh, more than 90% of the companies in Fairfax County have less than 50 employees. And that's amazing statistic right there, have less than 50 employees. So the government understands the value of this and wants to tap into this base for innovation. And so the U.S. government is extremely innovative, and they also partner with some of these uh, larger organizations, but also these smaller organizations that have these creative, uh, innovative uh, solutions. And we also offer score counseling. That's a free service. All of our services are free. And score counseling is another one of our services. And that helps people or companies really kind of hone in on what is going to work for them. And we have five score counselors uh, within our organization that do that. And these are retired senior level people uh, who understand business and how to transform uh, companies. And so that's great. We also have angels and uh, venture capital. So as I said at the beginning, we have somebody that's over that. And so we do help companies find money uh, to help them grow uh, with that. And then the other thing that we do, we host or co-host events uh, where companies can network and learn about procurement opportunities and also working together as well so they can meet and network and work together. We had a Homeland Security event not too long ago. Uh, we have doing business in Fairfax County. We also post related events from the region on our website, which is fairfaxcounty.eda.org. Uh, and we also refer companies to other resources, providers in the region for technical assistance, such as George Mason University's SBDC and the SBA. So there's, those are just some of the things that we can do. Uh, we also attend and sponsor procurement conferences and connect companies interested in doing business with the government. We also draw attention 
to news, social media websites in the region. Uh, we have one contract or who have won contracts. So others are aware of those contracts and can see what people have done, what companies have done, what they've won, and also see about partnering with those organizations. So those are just some of the things that we do to help companies out and, and draw companies to really work closely with the federal government and partner with the federal government, because really it's a partner. Uh, we want we want the private sector to partner with the federal the government and government agencies as well. It could be federal, but it also could be local and state. Wow. Yeah, that's just a lot that you have, which is wonderful. And we'll make sure to link to some of those in our show notes as well. And I encourage our listeners to go to the show notes and check out all that, uh, you know, we will be linking to because it really is robust. And sometimes it can be confusing, especially for some of those smaller organizations. You know, I like that you pointed out that the majority of companies are 50 or less employees. And sometimes if you're just starting to work with the federal government, maybe if you're from outside the region as well, then you're, you know, maybe a little lost and you need somebody to kind of help. And why not reach out to you guys at the FCEDA? Because, you know, there really is a lot of opportunity, but you need to know how to tap into that. So I hope that this podcast has been very beneficial to our listeners. And we could talk for a long time, but I do want to be mindful of our time. So before we wrap up, we always like to end with our final question because, you know, all of the guests are able to bring their own unique perspectives and experiences in answering this question and we get varied answers which is why we love it so much what do you see or hope to see as the future of technology and innovation in the government well, that's a fantastic question I, I i there are so many ways to answer this but uh it is extremely exciting we're, we're living in extremely exciting times right now regarding the future of technology and innovation within the federal government it is it, it is a great time and actually uh I do want to talk a little bit about one thing that happened. So uh, I was driving through uh, taking some friends, uh, not friends, some relatives of mine who were visiting from Southern California, and they saw all these data centers. And they're wondering, why do you have so many data centers? What What is going on around here? And uh, I told them, well, this was the federal government. Uh, you know, the cloud computing, the federal government really wasn't all that happy with cloud computing. They didn't know if it was going to work or not, and they didn't know if it was safe and secure. Well, the innovation happened. We had private cloud. Now we have a very safe cloud computing, and we have all these data centers. And we actually have six times more uh, bandwidth running through our region than Silicon Valley. And you mentioned, Ron, a little earlier about Silicon Valley. We have six times more running right through uh, the Northern Virginia area. And so that's one of the innovative things that we're, that we're looking at. Um, one thing, government is enabler of using the kind of technology and innovations and innovative technology research that the private sector really wants to, to, to um, ensure gets done. And they have a great infrastructure. The federal government has a great infrastructure for doing that. And so we want to make sure that we're helping the government and our private sector to be at the forefront of emerging technologies like quantum, hydrogen fusion technologies, and other technologies as well. And we're also working as, as a region as a creator in our Washington region on both of these topics to bring us on the forefront, not only in the government, but private sector as well. And where I really see things going uh, in the next little while um, and cutting edge, uh, and where we see some financial support and the adoption of innovative ideas by the federal government are cybersecurity, clean energy sustainability, the environment, 
artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotic process automation, customer and citizen experience engagement, quantum computing. And quantum computing, I think, is going to be amazing because as far as I'm understanding quantum, it's how things work together, how things are work, work together and continue to work together. And so we can ha harness that. And that's going to be very interesting. And we're actually hosting the Quantum World Congress in September of this year. So that's going to be fantastic. That's going to be at the cap at cap one. Uh, GIS, digital twins uh, technologies, cloud storage and data centers, as I spoke about earlier, uh, remote sensing detection, IT systems integration, smart buildings and constructions. And we really, as an organization and as a county, we look forward to new technological developments and are eager to help innovative companies reach their potential by this working together with the federal government and really creating this ecosystem uh, that's going to be very exciting for everyone and especially this region, for the, the whole region as a whole, uh, for Northern Virginia and the DMV area. Uh, to be doing this and to be working closely with the federal government is very exciting. Yeah, very exciting times. You said a lot of interesting things. I'm like, hmm, you got that quantum event coming up. I'm like, I, sign me up. We're 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 going to go there. And I think what we're going to do is on our uh, podcast and our show notes, we're going to link to your uh, the upcoming events you've got going on. So just make sure all those events are up there. Uh, I think I, I, I you mentioned a link before, but I just checked and that may not be working. So uh, we'll get that we'll get oh. the proper link from you, and we'll make sure it's up there. We'll also make sure that our Gov Future Forum events are linked to, up there as well. We're yeah. we're ho we're hosting them not yet in Fairfax County, but we'll get there. We'll we'll find an opportunity to do more events there. It's not just uh, just the Gov Future Forum event, which right now is a monthly event at George Mason University, but George Mason also is a campus over there in. So uh, we're at there. They have this new shiny new space they're building. So we're kind of yeah, shiny with that. Oh, but, yes. No, I was just there uh, this past week at a at a um, industry summit talking about banking, the future of banking. Oh, yeah. As well as uh, cryptocurrency. So oh, great. Yes. It's all it all ties together. Well, that's great. Well, hey, well, well, we'll see. We'll see you and we'll see our listeners. For those of you who are listening that are in this region, would love to see you as well at our GovFuture Forum event. So go to GovFuture.com. Take a look at that. Go to FCEDA.org. I think that redirects and you'll see the events page. We'll get all this stuff uh, linked up. But this has been fantastic. Uh, you're a great resource. Uh, I think we're really doing a lot here to help boost the ecosystem. And yeah, people don't realize just how much IT is flowing through this region, both in terms of companies and organizations and investment, but even, as you mentioned, bandwidth, just the sheer quantity of bandwidth. Amazon's Northern Virginia uh, locus is right here, which I think is like the default first uh, cloud setup. So so there you go. It's right, right here. So, no, that, uh, and, and you're right, Ron, and that just leads me to another, you know, we started with Amazon Web Services um, quite a few years ago. And there was five people, and now they have over ten thousand people in the area. Yes. So it's fantastic. <laughs> so the exactly. growth is, is is fantastic. Exactly. Well, well, hey, just wanted to thank you so much. You you've provided a lot of insight for our community, and I just wanted to thank you so much, uh, David, for being on our Gov Future podcast and sharing all those great insights with our audience. Thank you, Ron and Kathleen. Thank you, and thank you for the questions. Fantastic questions. Yeah, we had a great time today. And listeners, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. 
Also, as we mentioned earlier, we have many upcoming interviews lined up with some great thought leaders throughout the whole uh, public sector, state, local, and federal government. So make sure to subscribe to the Gov Future podcast to get notified of all of those episodes. And if you're not already a member, you should consider becoming a member of Gov Future to take advantage of all that the community has to offer, including access to a diverse network of government innovators, opportunities to collaborate with government agencies, exclusive access to events and resources. We talked about our monthly Gov Future Forum events as well, and we encourage you to go to govfuture.com and check that out. And then also a platform to have a voice in shaping the future of government innovation. So if you're interested in uh, becoming a member, go to govfuture.com slash join to learn more. We've got great resources if you're looking to get more insights and details on a range of technology that we discussed in this podcast and other topics as well. Check out our resources, books, courses, checklists, explainer videos, webinars, and more at govfuture.com slash resources, tailored for our GovFuture listeners. Again, that's govfuture.com slash resources, and we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes as well. To view this episode's show notes, find additional episodes, subscribe to this podcast, and join the fastest growing community of government innovators. Go to govfuture.com slash podcast. This sound recording and its contents are copyright GovFuture. All rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening to the GovFuture podcast and catch you at the next episode.